Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. This morning, Pastor Radical is going to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Psalm 105. Verses 37 through 42 read, Then he brought out Israel with silver and gold, and there was none among his tribes who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed, for dread of them had fallen upon it. He spread a cloud for covering and fire to give light by night. They asked, and he brought quail, and gave them bread from heaven in abundance. He opened the rock, and water gushed out. It flowed through the desert like a river, for he remembered his holy promise, and Abraham his servant. This is one of the readings from Tuesday for our Read the Bible in a Year program. And this wonderful psalm reminds us again of past tense promises, that the Lord continues to be with his people. And you might think of the Exodus account from the early part of Exodus. You have God calling Moses in Exodus 3, and you have the the Passover in Exodus 12, and you have the 10 plagues that lead up to that Passover. The angel of death passed over all of Egypt. And those without the blood over the doorposts, uh, the firstborn would die in that household. So that's why the Egyptians sent Israel, their slaves, out of Egypt with silver and gold. And so they were all set free by the hand of the Lord. And so Egypt was glad when they departed, it says in Psalm 105, verse 38, because the dread of them had fallen upon, the dread of the Lord had fallen upon him. This is the Lord that had delivered them out from the hand of the Egyptians, just as he promised. And then you have what we kind of talked about this past weekend in the worship service. You have the cloud for a covering, fire to light by night. It's a cloud of pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night, kind of like a little uh, night light actually for the children of Israel to remember the Lord was present with them and just keep them calm and reminding that he was always with them. With them. He provided for them meat, the manna, and you also hear about him talking about water from the rock there too. So what I really like about this is it's just a, such a wonderful summary of all that's written about in Exodus and leading through the wilderness. And then ultimately the question that I have for you, Pastor, is, In verse 42, what does it mean there that the Lord remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant? What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's the neat thing about this psalm is it doesn't just go back and cover the history of of Exodus. It also covers the history of Genesis as well. So it's the the history of the children of Israel um, going all the way back to the the first father of the nation of Israel, and that was Abraham. If you remember from Genesis chapter 12, God called Abraham out of the land of Ur and gave him the promise that in you and in your seed all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Um, and so God gave, brought Abraham to the land he had not seen. And he didn't tell him where he was going. He said, go out from your father's house and go to this land that I will show you. And he took him to the land of Canaan. And there, after many years, uh, Abraham had a son Isaac and he had a son Jacob, who was, of course, renamed Israel. And from there we get the children of Israel, um, which was came from the 12 tribes. And this Psalm 105 is really neat because it covers that that whole history and even talks about how Joseph went down to Egypt and uh, how later Jacob brought his whole family down to Egypt and they settled there. And then we get to the verses of our text, which is the, the Exodus account. So 
with this verse 42, the psalmist here is recalling back to the earlier parts of Psalm 140, Psalm 105, um, where if you go back to verse 6, it says, O seed of Abraham, his servant, you chosen ones of Jacob, you chosen ones. Um, the, the psalmist is reminding the children of Israel that of all that God has done for them from the time of Abraham all the way up until present day, um, where God has brought them back, and the verses following our text that we read talks about how God gave to them the land of the Gentiles, brought them back to the land of Canaan, allowed them to settle there in a land that was not theirs, this land flowing with milk and honey. Um, and you think about all those wonderful promises that, that God made and then he fulfilled, like you said, past tense promises. God fulfilled all those promises. But the most important promise, and this is what you're getting to in verse 42 here, is his holy promise and Abraham his servant. The most important promise that God gave to Abraham was the one I mentioned earlier, in you and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. So what is the, the blessing that I have received? What is the blessing that you have received through Abraham? Well, it's not the fact that the children of Israel settled in Canaan. That has nothing to do with me today. Um, it's not the fact that, you know, King David was a mighty king or warrior. Or Solomon was so wise. You know, I, I, I'm not blessed from that today. The way that I'm blessed through Abraham's seed is through the most important descendant of Abraham, and that's Jesus Christ. Um, God promised, and go look at Genesis 12, verse 3, um, this, in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That was the promise of the Savior to the nation of Israel. And so from that point forward, Genesis 12, you know, the Bible doesn't focus on the history of the whole world anymore. It focuses on the history of the children of Israel. You know, before that, the first 11 chapters, it's the history of the world, um, how the whole world fell away from sin, how the whole world went, uh, was, uh, was uh, destroyed in a flood. Um, but in Genesis 12, now we're zeroing in on the history of the children of Israel. Um, and that's what Psalm 105 does in such a beautiful summarized way is cover this history of uh, leaving the land of Ur, going to Canaan, going down to Egypt, coming back up from Egypt, wandering the wilderness, conquering the land of Canaan. It's a summary of all that God has done, small, all of his small promises, quote unquote small promises. But now what is his biggest promise of all? And this is what we can see is as God has kept all his other promises, so he will keep his future promises as well. And for the psalmist, the promise of Jesus was in the future at that time. We live in the New Testament where we can look back and see what God has done for us and how God has fulfilled that promise through the person of Jesus Christ. But we too can take this principle and apply it to our lives as well. How many promises has God fulfilled in the past? How can we be confident that God's going to keep his promises in the future? His promise is to be with us. His promise that he's at the right hand of God making intercession for us. His promise that he's going to come take us home to heaven again. Those are the promises that we can be confident in now because God has fulfilled all those other promises. Yeah, I like that you... His holy promise there in verse 42. You, know, you spent a good summary of that covenant that God fulfilled in Christ our Savior. And it's not that he forgets his covenant. And I know you, how did he keep that covenant throughout Israel's history, all the way back from Abraham, all the way back to Adam and Eve? And so it's not that he forgets. It's like God remembered Noah, it says in Genesis 9, that whole idea of he didn't forget, he just took action. And so I like the way you brought that out. that Here's God taking action with his promise through the children of Israel's history. And of course, we see that in Christ. And interestingly enough, we might think of the blood over the doorposts that had the angel of death pass over. A lot of times we talk about that the blood of Christ that has been poured out on our hearts will keep us uh, from that day of judgment where we can look forward to eternal life with Christ in heaven. So tons of neat thoughts in the Psalm 105. I like the way you drew that back from earlier in the chapter too. So do you want to pray? Sure. 
Lord Heavenly Father, we thank and bless you for this day in which you reveal to us uh, who you are and your many promises to us. Uh, thank you, Lord, for fulfilling those promises, uh, the promises to your servant Abraham and to the children of Israel. Most importantly, the promise to send Jesus to be the Savior of the world. Use that promise in our hearts and lives today to motivate us to live for you. Help us to be the lights that you have called us to be, the salt of the earth that does not lose its flavor, but help us to stand out among the sinful world as your children so that we can be witnesses of your great love and promises towards us. Bless us this day in your saving name we pray. Amen. A couple of weekly updates, reminders for you today. Uh, the online midweek Bible class this evening, we're continuing on in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. So I uh, hope you can join us for that. Uh, watch for the email coming out this evening. Uh, Bible class and Sunday school start up this weekend. Uh, we have a Sunday school teachers meeting tonight um, to get prepare for that. Uh, so a reminder, 7 p.m. on Saturday evening after our 6 o'clock service, and then 9 a.m. on Sunday morning before our Sunday morning service uh, are the Bible class times and also Sunday school times. So hopefully uh, you can join us for that. This year we are preparing to go through a study of the book of Romans. Um, we bought a whole bunch of journaling uh, Bibles um, with just the book of Romans on the inside. And so one page is you read the scripture. On the other side of the page, you can take notes and jot notes. So hopefully this could be something that you use as a resource um, for your personal Bible study in the future as well. Um, so we're, hope, we're excited to see how this, this works out. Uh, really kind of a, almost a how to study the Bible, Bible study kind mm -hmm. of a, kind of a thing. So yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, coming up at the end of this month, uh, Man Up Retreat. Uh, uh, it is now uh, 150 bucks for uh, to register for the Man Up Retreat end of September. So please uh, uh, think about doing that if you are able. It might be full. So oh, it like, might be full. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but okay. last, last time I checked, it's like 102 or signed okay. up. So all right, we'll see. So if you need a special invitation, I know a guy that could probably sneak you in. <laughs> Get a hold of Pastor Radical if you. If we're running out of time here, so all right. Uh, prayer list for uh, this week. We continue to keep Carrie Dale in our prayers. Uh, Hillary Leon's sister uh, dealing with that cancer diagnosis. Uh, we keep Minnie Wreath in our prayers. Minnie was hospitalized last week. I saw her last week and she was improving, but we've heard some word that she might uh, not be doing so well anymore. So please keep Minnie in your prayers. Also, we keep Ann Hanel uh, in our prayers with the. Uh, sickness that she's dealing with as well and, and her husband Dan that God would be with and bless both of them uh, during this time as well. Uh, that brings us to now our Wisdom of Solomon's Proverbs that we've been going through. We've been doing week by week. We take just a chunk out of each chapter. Uh, today we are on chapter 6. Uh, we've got a chunk here on uh, financial wisdom. Pastor, you want to lead us through that? Sure. We're looking at verses 6 through 11. Go to the ant, you sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come upon you like a prowler, and your need like an armed man. There's a lot to consider here. You know, you could really just take it verse by verse. You know, one of the things I've seen this fall on our sidewalk is you know, we have so many cicadas. I don't know if you do too. Oh, tons of them, yeah. Yeah. So those big insects will uh, die. And then what's interesting is that out of the sidewalk, all of a sudden comes these thousands and thousands of ants just to harvest that insect. That's kind mm. of fun to watch. But I also use this opportunity to 
limit the amount of ants we have on our property too. <laughs> but, um, you know, just so many of them. And it's interesting when you read something like this, you could read verse six and just say, go to the ant, you sluggard, consider ways and be wise. You know, this idea of not being lazy is what Psalm is definitely encouraging. You know, the Lord's encouraging us through that. And it's interesting that you try to think about how they work together. They have no captain, overseer, ruler, but how they work together. And it's, it's almost interesting. Most of the time when I've studied this before, I always think of the individual not being lazy, but it's kind of an interesting thought of, you know, a family concept of a family working together or a congregation. You could really think about how do ants work together? You know, we, we do have the captain, it's, it's Christ, but that idea of us all being equal in that sense that we're working together to achieve a goal and purpose and uh, ultimately whatever it might be, but how do we continue to plan that with the Lord's plan and timing. So that's one side that I'd like to talk to you briefly about today, Pastor. And then the other side would be just kind of the balance between work and rest. I know you and I talk about that a lot because um, not that we don't get a chance to rest, but you know, we're on call all the time and it, there's, it's sometimes hard to, to, to juggle those things, work and rest. So mm-hmm. I see both of those things in this section here. I don't know if you wanted to comment on either one of them. Yeah, my, my kids have a book from the library right now. I think it's called The Ant and the Grasshopper. And the idea I think it's because it's an old, old fable. But the you know the ant is sitting there working all summer long and store putting away stories for the winter, and the grasshoppers jumping around and playing and singing and dancing and uh, not preparing for the winter. And then when the winter months come, uh, the ant is in her home and cozy and there's firewood and food, and the grasshopper is you know out in the cold trying to like grab a leaf to to huddle underneath a rock and stay warm in the cold winter. And I think in this front family-friendly version uh, that my kids have. The ant welcomes the grasshopper into her home, and the grasshopper says, next summer I'm going to work harder for sure. Uh, I think in the less family-friendly version, the grasshopper dies and freezes to death out in the cold winter, and the ant survives the winter in her warm home. And, and that's you know that's kind of the, some of the idea from Solomon here is you know working hard when you have the opportunity to work. Um, this isn't all about my kids' books, but you know I think back to... Uh, we, we've been reading Little House on the Prairie is one of the other ones we've been doing lately. And, uh, uh, you know, the attitude that those individuals had to have as they went west and they said, here we are in the middle of nowhere in this prairie and we're going to build ourselves a cabin here. And uh, you had to work while you had opportunity to work or else winter was going to come and not just yourself, but your whole family was going to die. And um, they were going to starve to death in, a, in an awful way to die. Um, so uh, what's, what's kind of the takeaway here for us, you know, living in 2022 and living in an era in which uh, our president just forgave, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of, of student loan debt, um, what is what kind of a day and age do we live in which um, debt seems to have this kind of different view? Uh, the world seems to have a different view of this kind of debt of debt and taking debt and how and I mean, think people take huge mortgages or people take out leases on cars and what could, should kind of our attitude be? I'll ask you maybe towards debt in view of what we learned about the ant here. Well, I think the idea is that debt is not good. In fact, if you go to the first five verses of this chapter, you see that we're encouraged to get out of debt as fast as possible. If we're indebted to someone, if you have a debtor, uh, you're supposed to get away from that as fast as possible because you're in, you're kind of enslaved to that debtor, and so so to speak. But I agree with you. I think our society doesn't behave that way. You know, uh, it's easy to declare bankruptcy these days and just say, well, I'm just going to have someone else take care of my debt. And you kind of hinted that with what our nation's been more steering towards. 
you know, certainly a blessing for those students, but is it teaching them a good lesson also is something to ask and consider mm-hmm. also. So this idea of being wise that we have, not being lazy, are, I think all very good themes that we can consider and talk about with our families or friends or encourage one another, mm-hmm. you know, or rejoice with them when someone gets out of the debt. You know, we don't talk about financial situations a lot with one another, but isn't it nice to be able to rejoice together with those things? So, yeah, I, I think one of the things I really thinking about with this is how do we consider this from a personal perspective, from a family perspective, from a congregational perspective, and then ultimately the idea of, you know, we only have a certain many hours in the day and in the week. How many of those are we supposed to be working? How many of those are we supposed to be resting? I think those are really good, very important questions that we should be asking ourselves uh, as modern day Christians. Well, I think everything is, everything in moderation, right? Uh, so we need to find a balance in our lives. You know, there's, there's, if we think of life as, you know, as a, a highway and there are two ditches on either side, one of those situations we could describe is on the one ditch would be uh, laziness and then the other ditch would be overworking ourselves, you know, and, and that does you know, Paul, you know, Jesus says, abandon everything and follow me. Paul, the apostle Paul, you know, he, he would go from place to place and you got stoned several times and shipwrecked and all these things. So does that mean that we should, you know, does, does that mean that we should give up everything we have, that we should sell our houses and give everything to the church, that we should, you know, uh, 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 work ourselves to the bone, not not deciding we're not going to sleep anymore until every person in Mankato has had their door knocked on by us? You know, that, that's, that's not what God is encouraging us in his word here. He wants us to, certainly we should get the word out, we should preach uh, God's word to people, and we should work hard at what we God has called us to do. And he's given all his different skills and abilities, talents, you know, uh, uh, we prayed for Labor Day this last weekend, which I think this fits in uh, very well with, with that theme of Labor Day, which was on Monday. You know, got, what talents and what gifts and what abilities has God given to you? You know, I think that's the biggest issue with laziness. You know, there's that parable that Jesus talks about, the parable of the talents where the one man, you know, the guy with, with five talents goes gets five more talents, the guy with three talents goes get three more talents, but the guy with one talent buries his talent. He says, I'm just going to save this talent until... Uh, my master comes back and gets it. So what, you know, that's kind of the, one of the main purposes of our school here beyond just the Christian education is to help our students say, well, what gifts and talents has God given you? Are you good at math? Are you good at physics? Are you good at art? Are you good at science? You know, where where has God blessed you and how can you use those blessings now um, uh, for God's glory in all that you do? Not uh, how can I get a job and make a lot of money so I can be lazy, um, but how can I how can I use my talents to God's glory and all that I say and do and think? And that's, that's my, uh, my prayer for our students. And that's my prayer for anybody who might be listening to this is, you know, God has blessed you. So in which ways has he blessed you? Where are your blessings? Where are your gifts and talents? And how can you use those, um, to the greatest good, uh, for Christ's church and also to the good for your, your fellow, uh, human beings and your fellow Christians as well. So, uh, uh, working hard, with the gifts that God has given you is what we're being encouraged to do here uh, by King Solomon uh, through the Holy Spirit. The only other comment that we make too is uh, it's interesting to watch Jesus and his disciples in that three-year marathon of a ministry. He did take them away at times, not all the time, uh, to rest. You mm-hmm. know, and so they they had their little R and R times. We don't we're not told how long they were. You know, but. He did do that because you know, he recognized they needed to recover from the, all the work that they were doing. 
um, which I'm sure would put our work to shame in a lot of ways. But um, yeah, Jesus slept on the boat, right? So you know, verse ten: a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. You know, he's saying it is good to rest. Our bodies need rest, um, but finding that balance between, you know, uh, I think, I think uh, there's this push right now towards a four-day work week. Have you heard of that? Where oh yeah, longer days, right? Or no, I think four eight-hour days. So oh really? Yeah, they want to. There's certain groups out there that want to shorten the work week down to four days. So now you only four, eight hour days is considered full time job instead of five, eight hour days. I like the 10, 12 hour, four day week. That sounds awesome. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, at our job, you know, we're on call. Like we, like you said, you know, being on a call all the time is a, is kind of part of our job description. So yeah. there's no, no getting around that. Right. Well, more for next time, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, I've enjoyed going through this uh, Proverbs study. Our hymn of the day is from the Lutheran hymnal, hymn 384. And I thought this hymn fit really well with our opening devotion with the Lord remembering his covenant promise, not just to Abraham, but to all of uh, Christendom as well. And it shows the Lord's mercy here too. So I'm going to read a few verses out of hymn 384. Oh, how great is thy compassion, faithful Father, full of grace, that with all our fallen race, and in our deep degradation, thou wast merciful that we might be saved eternally. And for this our soul's salvation, voucheth thy good spirit, Lord, in thy sacraments and word. He imparteth consolation, granteth us the gift of faith, that we fear nor hell nor death. Lord, thy mercy will not leave me, truth doth evermore abide, then in thee will I confide. Since thy word cannot deceive me, my salvation is to me well assured eternally. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.